This is Alex Reviews, and I'm Alex, and I review things. And this is my podcast where we take a deeper look at current blockbusters, old school favorites, and possibly the worst movies ever made. So grab your popcorn and let's get into Alex Reviews. Today, we are reviewing the new movie, Antebellum. And I was pretty excited when I heard it was coming out. The trailers were really mysterious, really like... You didn't really know what was going on. You knew maybe it was set in the past. Janelle Monet was there and I was into it. And then quarantine happened. It got pushed. And finally, it was released on demand for 20 doll hairs. That's a lot. $20 is a lot of money. I mean, we are AMC A-list members and we like to pay $20 per month to see three movies a week. So paying $20 for one movie I mean, I'm sacrificing for you guys. Also, if uh, AMC, you're listening and you would like to sponsor this podcast, we will gladly accept gladly. your sponsorship. Please sponsor us. If anybody knows anybody at AMC, tell them we're big fans. We love AMC, A-list, stubs, whatever it's called. But And don't don't tell me Cinemark is better. Like, get out of here. It's $8 a month. But also, Cinemark, if you also want to sponsor us, we will accept. I mean, I'll, I'll take it, but I'm still going to go to AMC. So, so listen, <laughs> here's the comparison. Cinemark, because I know a lot of people that are Cinemark people. Cinemark, you, it's $8 a month. Yeah. You get one free movie a month. That's it. And then you get a discount on everything else. And you still got to pay. You still have to pay. Like, I don't, I don't, AMC, it's $20, $20 a month. You get three movies a week, including Dolby Cinema, uh, IMAX, like whatever you want to do. 3D, if there 3D, was one. 3D. You also get, when's the last time you saw a 3D movie? I, it's been a while. But in case- 3D. Do they, they still make by? 3D movies? Yeah. They make. They still have the glasses I and everything. I think they're just for- like, Children's movies. No, it's just for like at Six Flags. No, they like do Like the SpongeBob movies. experience where they spray you with water yeah. as well. I love that thing. That was really cool. I love that. But you also get a discount at the concessions- Everything you get with Cinemark, you get with AMC, except you get to see quadruple, no, more than that. I don't, I'm not going to math. Triple a lot more movies. times four, 12 times more movies. I just, it's it's not a question, but we will take either sponsorship or dollar movie sponsorship, which is whatever. If you as a listener would like to sponsor this podcast, you can send a check <laughs> to PO Box 77141, California. Yes, if you'd like to donate, our Venmo is... Just kidding. You don't have to send us money. But this movie, I was I was actually excited for because in the trailers, they said, from the producers of Get Out. And I was like, well, you better get out of town because I'm excited to see this movie because I really enjoyed that movie. And uh, let's just, okay, I'm just going to get into the synopsis. The synopsis is... Successful author Veronica Henley finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. That, my interest is peaked. It's peaked. And let's talk about the cast. We've got Janelle Monet. Uh, just not, you can't even compare to her. Just so incredible. Love her always. We've got Jenna Malone, who was from Hunger Games. She was kind of like a a minor character, I'd say. Eric Lang, never saw him before. Jack Hudson, Hus- Huston, Jack Huston. He had a great mustache. Kiersey Clemens, which I did recognize. Um, 
she was in uh, Dope and Neighbors 2 and Flatliners. But uh, not a ton of big characters, big actors. They did have Gabourey Sidibe, who I love from Precious. She, I mean, I'm pretty sure she was nominated for an Oscar for Precious. She was so great. And I loved her character in the movie because she was kind of the comic relief. And I honestly don't think they wrote any lines for her. I think they were just like, hey, show up and hang out with Janelle Monet, which... I would not pass on that opportunity. So that's pretty much all the characters. It's a very small cast. A lot of like characters are in the background or there's a lot of people, but like, I feel like, I feel like they they could have done more, unfortunately. And I just want to say for my review, no spoilers, uh, do not spend $20 on this movie. Like when, when they said from the producers of not only Get Out, but also... Black Klansman. Um, yeah, Black Klansman. Anyway, it, they said from the producers of... You 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 got duped. We, like, yes, the same... Lionsgate did produce them, but they also produced a million other movies. It has nothing to do with uh, what we thought it would, which was... What's his face? Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Um, it is not produced no. by Jordan Peele. I was tricked. I was had. I was duped by the people who made the trailer. We got duped. We got duped. And it is a movie made by two people who have done some social justice pieces, um, music videos, concert videos, and short films. And I feel like that is very evident in the final product. For sure. I, I would say the concept of this movie, like even after watching the whole movie, the concept is really good. Like, it's got such good meat, but it's a short that was turned into a full length. And I don't even feel like it has good meat. It has a great setup and great payoff. The middle part? Ah! What you just described is a short. I know. But usually there's, I've, I, as a person who's made some short films, you have to have a little bit of things happen in the middle. It's called the rising action, which I don't feel like we got that. Or even the big problem. We didn't really know, which I, honestly, when you have a, a horror film, a, I'm putting air quotes around horror film, like you have to have that aha moment or the payoff or you see the monster. Like they were banking on that being so mind shattering that uh, they didn't feel like the movie needed anything else. Unfortunately. So mm, I don't, I don't think it's worth your $20. But before we get into spoiler alert, let's do some rapid reviews. Rapid, rapid, rapid review. Pew, pew. All right. So we've got The Social Dilemma, which is streaming on Netflix now. Very interesting film talking about how the internet takes your information, but also shapes your information. And I thought it was really interesting because it kind of explains how AI works and artificial intelligence, that's what AI means, and how it learns you and kind of perpetuates your own belief systems, which honestly is dangerous to people who maybe believe weird things, talking to you flat earthers, and it it just is going to show you what you want to see. It's the reason, like, I know we're not alone in feeling like we can't really find any information on the coronavirus right now, because whatever you're looking for, you're going to find that answer. Yes. We don't know what's true. No. We don't really know what's going on because the AI is learning you and maybe what you search, it's going to reinforce what you search. And the movie is really cool. It's the people in the movie being interviewed. I love a documentary, especially something about something is so integral to our lives. But 
The Social Dilemma has a guy from Google, people from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, which I was like, who's on Pinterest? Like, But like top people from those companies. Yes. We're talking CEO or not CEOs, but like people who are over monetization, which, you know, how they sell, like we're the product, which is kind of a big point of social media and the movie is that you are the product of these companies and they're selling you to get you to click on stuff. I mean, Zach is the number one clicker. I personally fund all of the people doing Instagram ads. Oh, I fund them. They falls for them. You want to talk about getting duped, man. I ordered a stabilizer for $20. Like a camera stabilizer. A camera stabilizer for $20. Like how could you pass up on the deal until it came in six weeks later and it was a selfie stick. He was tricked, but I could have told him it was not going to be good for $20. It is a good selfie stick though. It's not, we don't even know where that selfie stick is, but the movie is really interesting. And I'm sure, you know, people have disagreeing opinions about the accuracy, but I don't know. I kind of trust the people that made the programs and kind of how they explain it. A lot of people were like, oh, I'm deleting everything off my phone. I was like, eh, I'm almost on the verge of deleting Facebook just because people are annoying. But Instagram, they already know everything about me. So what's a few more pieces of information, right? Right. And that that being said, uh, if you would like a selfie stick, I'm actually selling one for $27.95. Get that selfie stick right now. Hit me up. All right, movie number two in rapid reviews is actually another documentary. I actually really like documentaries. Uh, They're good time fillers. But this one is a series on Netflix called Challenger, The Final Flight. And I was so interested in this because I always heard about the Challenger flight and I knew it exploded. (laughs) It's a little spoiler for that one, but I think if you're an American, you probably know that. But I didn't know anything about how or why. NASA has always really interested me about how they continue to go to space, even though like a bunch of people have died. Like in, you know, with the amount of people that have gone, the the percentage of people that have died is a good number because it's like 12 people. Because I don't think a million people have gone to space, you know, am I right? But it was really interesting. They have so much incredible footage from this launch. I think it was in the 80s. And you're just, it's shocking to watch. It's almost like watching the... um, When JFK got shot, you're like, how am I watching this? Because America watched as seven astronauts went into space and literally blew up two seconds after they took off. And it's just interesting to see how NASA has recovered from things like this. Did you say seven astronauts? I said seven people. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it wasn't just astronauts. It It was not. It was six astronauts and a teacher. It was pretty messed up. If you watch it... It's uh, it's sad. It's pretty. It's, messed it's up. pretty. It's it's messed up how how they did this, and I, I understand the space race is a big part of American history. A big part. I mean, we did it, and it was important at the time. But they were like, you know what? We should make a bus that goes to space and comes back because it's so expensive. And then it blew up, and then it was real expensive. But somehow NASA's still around, and I wear NASA T-shirts. And whoever is running their PR, good for you. Dude, their font is the best font I think. Top notch font. Like, I love NASA stuff. I, it's so cool, and I'm not. I'm not against NASA. It was just in that at that time, like it was messed up. Bad choices were made. Bad choices were made. Very interesting. If you enjoy history, if you enjoy space, if you watched Gravity, maybe watch it. Gravity. Yeah. I feel like Armageddon's a better. Ugh. Oh, also, uh, slide in Alex's DMs if you would rather us review. Let's review a space movie coming up. But tell us which one. I I would pick Armageddon. It's no. a classic. It's no. one of my one of my favorites. Uh, tell us. So I would put it between Gravity, um, Interstellar, Interstellar, Armageddon. There's another one. 
Uh, and then we can put Armageddon as well as the fourth option. Space Jam. Oh, I mean, if I had to pick between Armageddon and Space Jam, of course I would pick Space Jam. But Armageddon, if you want to cry, are you kidding me? Oh, it's got everything. It's got comedy. It's got Ben Affleck. Is that Ben Affleck? I don't think Ben Affleck's in that movie. Oh, who is that? You don't even know who's in the movie. It doesn't matter who's in the movie. It it's does matter. Leaving on a nope. jet plane. It's trademarked. You can't do that. Don't What's the movie girl? Armageddon. Come back again, leaving. I don't know how to spell Armageddon. Oh, here it is. Okay, Bruce Willis. No, the reason... Stop it. Stop it. The only reason I don't like that movie is because of Billy Bob Thornton. I would rather watch any paint dry than watch a movie with Billy Bob Thornton in it because I do not like him. His soul patch, I hate it. It's hateful. Ew, he's gross. It doesn't matter if he's gross. He's, he's not gross in gross. Armageddon. Yeah, he is. Somebody defend my honor in no. this. Billy Bob Thornton is canceled in my book. I don't like him. All right, let's get into spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Guys, I'm I just have to be honest with you. This movie was really cool setup, concept, everything. So we pick up, we've got Janelle Monet as Eden. And she is on a plantation. It seems to be we're in the Civil War. I was thinking maybe we're kind of in the past where, oh, maybe the Confederacy won. And because it seems like we're kind of a little bit past the Civil War. It, it felt like from what I, because I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't know anything about this movie. So from the jump, it's even the way they were talking, um, it felt like an alternate Universe. Kind of, yeah, kind of like if if the Confederates won. Like, I don't know if you've ever... Also, if you're looking for a show, um, I, I don't recommend this based on, like, cleanliness or anything, but Man in the High Castle on Amazon, alternate timeline type thing, It's if the Nazis won, it, it's really good. You should I have check not it watched. Out. It's really good. I do not give my seal the But anyways, I thought it was alternate timeline um, and Confederates won. Yeah, it, it seems like it's kind of in the, th- the future. They kind of talk with Southern accents, the, the soldiers and the generals, but the the people don't like it's it's very strange and so we're in this world of um a plantation for probably the first 45 minutes and so we're going through this journey with Eden who is Janelle Monet's character and she's being tortured so we find out the slaves can't talk on the plantation they can't speak to each other they um so they're really you know oppressed as you know Slaves, obviously, but we don't really know where we are in time. And so we're going through, she gets branded. It's really horrific. Like also it's like, we know everything was really bad in slavery, but you get to see like what it could have been really like. And it's horrific what, what they went through. And so then we go through all this and we feel like we're, okay, well, maybe this is the movie. We're kind of seeing her story as Eden trying to escape as a slave. And then she wakes up in now times. So we're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, it was all a dream. And a lot of movies use this trope of, you know, answering things, but oh, oh, it was a dream. And that's what the the writers want us to think, the directors, what they want us to think. So we kind of pick up with Janelle Monet, and she is a um, social rights activist, a writer, and very vocal. And so she has a book, she's talking on panels, she's on the news, she's doing awesome. And she has her family, her little family, and she flies to all these wonderful places and gets to speak 
and as a civil rights activist, which is awesome. And she gets into this hotel, which like the symbolism in this movie was so heavy handed. It was just like every photo on the wall was of a plantation home. It was like foreshadowing the dream or like it was inside. And I feel like also she was like in the Jefferson suite at the hotel who was a slave owner and not (laughs) someone who was against slavery. Thomas Jefferson's coming. (laughs) Thomas Jefferson is a part of every podcast now, (laughs) but he, and so it was just like a little heavy handed in, in the symbolism. Also the, a butterfly is a big symbol. It's on the poster. It's on her book. We see it later as a tattoo. And I, I'm just having a hard time connecting the dots about the butterflies. So we got her in modern times. That was all for us. We perceive it as a dream. She woke up from the dream, the nightmare of being um, on the plantation. And she's at this hotel. They're being really nasty to her, like overtly. And I'm sure people experience this now. Like people are super racist and awful and treat people poorly, but like a, a lot, like a little bit too much for someone who's staying in like the penthouse suite. And then she goes out to dinner with Gabrielle Cinebe, who love her. Her lines were so funny. I do not think anybody wrote them for her. It seems very natural. I mean, I loved her on Empire. Like, she's just so funny, so great. I love her personality. Love her. And then she has some white friend who is unimportant. And so they leave the dinner after trying to be seated next to the trash can. So they get the move back to a proper table where they should be. And... They leave the restaurant. Janelle Monet gets into her perceived Uber and. It was not her Uber. So it was she not, got kidnapped. She got kidnapped. She got into a black SUV. Y'all, you need to always say, is this my Uber? I, this is, Question I, everything. Question everything. I, I get in. I'm always afraid of getting kidnapped at all times. Like I'm ready to punch somebody in the face constantly. Do not sneak up on me. You might get a beat down, but like you have to like in the real world, not in the movie, like a world of a horror film, you know, you, you have the person roll up to you. They roll down their window and they go, Alex. And you go, Steve. And then they go, yeah. And you get in the car and their faces match their little picture, their car, their license plate. I'm always looking at the license plate. And so her friends go in the other direction. She gets in this car, they're blasting music. And who is driving the car but our antagonist, who is this redheaded, very Southern, like talks with a Southern drawl. She had like unrealistic Southern accent. Uh, she's in the car. And then one of the generals from the dream is in the backseat. Uh, he, he chokes her out and bashes her head against the window. And then she wakes up in the plantation. So now we're saying, okay, we're not linear right now. So what we saw first was happening after when she woke up. So that was kind of like, we're out of order. It's all coming together now. So she was a speaker speaking out against um, racial injustice. Then these people kidnapped her to take her out of the picture. So what we're understanding is they've kidnapped all these important African-American speakers, professors, people that are doing something about the injustice that's happening. And they've put them on this plantation. 
And you're like, well, how is this plantation operating under the radar? They've got soldiers, they've got people in full outfits, but they're in 2020 or 2019 at least. It's very confusing, but you still know she has to escape. She has to escape. We're kind of, it's all coming together that this is happening now. And this is not in the past. This is not an alternate timeline. This is just a bunch of racist people who have taken black people and put them like back into slavery. And that's kind of, I think why they're like, oh, you can't speak because then that, that would honestly give away. Well, and they also, they, they pulled a lot of prominent, um, like rights, black rights people. And so they are, the reason they tell them they can't speak is because they don't want them to conspire with each other to overtake them because they could have yeah. like looking at it. You're like, if y'all just join together, you can, you could take it over, but, but they weren't allowed to plan anything because they couldn't speak. Like they would literally get hung or killed yeah, if they spoke. Or burned alive. For just speaking. So, so they weren't speaking um, anyway. Yeah. They were making it where they couldn't do anything, which when you're thinking you're back in that other timeline, you're like, oh yeah, it's slavery. But you're, this hap- if this is happening now, this is not based on a true story. Just so everybody knows this is a horror movie and um, uh, it's not real. Hopefully, Jesus, please don't let this be real. But so we realize she has to get out of this plantation like that she's trapped on. And the people who are running it are the senator that she's trying to take down for like being racist, um, Her his like political campaign people are the ones running it. And I, it's just like kind of confusing to like why these people are here. Like, why would you want to live where you have to have like a lantern? Yeah, because they're living in like, like they, they set shacks. it back in little shacks. There's no AC. There's no, by the way, they're in Louisiana. Oh, which I don't know if you've ever been to Louisiana, but it's nasty. You like, would die hot. without AC in there's Louisiana. There's no cell phones. There's no technology. Like there's nothing. There's no lights. And the only person I can think of that would be into this is Patton Oswalt's character from Parks and Rec because he challenged Leslie Nope to stay in that timeline. So Patton Oswalt, looking at you, that's real weird. But he's not in this movie. Anyway, but we have, the, they're in the, the plantation. Or I mean, they're not, we never even go in the plantation, which I think is interesting. Like, wouldn't the owner be in the really big, beautiful house or no, he's out in the shack. Okay. So Janelle Monae has to plan this elaborate way to get out because she sees him using his cell phone. So that kind of is our big tell of like, it's now. So the guy, um, the bad guy, his name, oh no, I'm still on Armageddon. I gotta go find. But the first thing that raises question is, so they're, they're literally having them all work in a cotton field. They're, they're picking cotton. Um, but they specifically showed them just burning all the cotton that they're picking, which just, I can't imagine humiliating. But Alex's question was like, isn't that their trade? Like, why would they yeah, burn? Yeah, that's my first, that was my first idea that this was not in the past is that they were burning the cotton that they were picking. And I was like, this has to be now, this has to be happening in current times because like they the slave owners needed the cotton to make money. So why would they burn what gave them money? So I kind of, I mean, Zach can tell you, he can vouch for me. I was like, this is happening now. Something's happening. She's uh, been captured and she's put into this plantation. I said, nah. You were like, nah, bro, it's the past. But I was wrong. He was wrong. So we've got uh, Senator Denton, who is the guy that's keeping her captive and his little minions. But um, she, she decides to get out. Um, she has a friend who's a professor 
who's going to help her get out there. They've kind of worked together. We get some really satisfying, like, like killing the bad guy scene. So there was a guy who, um, had taken advantage of one of the other slaves who eventually led to her suicide, but they kind of meet up with him when they're trying to escape and he's drunk. And so they straight up just like murder him with an ax, which I was like, yeah, kill the bad guy, kill the Confederate soldier. And so I was like, yeah, cause usually in these movies you don't get that kind of payoff. Yeah. This movie had a very satisfying ending, very satisfying ending. And so she, she's escaping. She keeps going back inside the tiny shack. So she figured out how to get out without making any noise so she could get away and make a call back home. And she does that. Then she tries to go back into the little house, which makes no sense. I don't know what she's going back for. It's one of those moments when you're like, I, I was like yelling the whole time. I was like, no, don't go back. Get on the horse, leave. And she's doing all this stuff. like Because they also, throughout the entire movie, they made it, overtly obvious that she's a equestrian. Yes. Right uh, every picture of her from the past, she's like on a horse wearing the little helmet and the little pants and the boots. And so I'm like, we know she can ride a horse. You have told us and her daughter is horseback riding. Like we know she going to ride that horse, but she's just refusing to get on it. And so of course, in this time, the general wakes up and now she he starts fighting back against her and the professor. And unfortunately, he kills the professor. Like, is his life not important, Janelle Monet? Like, what are you doing? Like, she just lets him die. And, but, you know, they hit him with the axe, which was like pretty sick. And so she decides then when she could have ran away, nobody has noticed anything yet. But instead, she wraps him up in a Confederate flag, drags him to the burn house. And then I thought this was pretty brilliant because she's out there, uh, you know, trying to escape. And the the other soldiers come up, the other bad guys, and they're like, what are you doing out here? She goes, oh, no, the general, he's really sick. Please come help me. Which I was like, that's quick thinking. And she tricks them to all go check on him in the burn house. Then she locks them in. And what does she do? She set them on fire. And I was like, you know what? I'm in support of this because they were bad racist people. And that was pretty satisfying. It had the sickest shot ever of her like walking away with this torch and the fires like going behind her. The the cinematography is really, really good. Very good cinematography. Like cannot knock that. Very and the, beautiful. the color grade. The color grade really mm-hmm. stood out to me. Like it was really, really well done. Not your typical horror movie colors, shots, anything, which I think lends it to the fact that the directors were... Um, like music videos are very visual, like visually driven, like very interesting. And so I think they did a great job finding a great cinematographer to give these images life. But there was some middle part that was a little, we'll get to that. But then we we get to um, the final, I say the final boss fight, the boss fight. And it's with the redheaded lady who abducted her and Janelle Monet. They're on horseback. Of course, finally she gets on her dang horse and goes to the old town road, you know? But uh, she's going down the road and the redheaded lady is chasing her, shooting at her. She's a terrible shot, apparently. She shoots through two different revolvers and can't hit a target. And so they fight, they stab each other, all this stuff. But finally we get the satisfying moment of uh, her killing the antagonist and she drags her by her neck by the horse, just like they did to another slave in the opening scene, kind of like a big full circle moment for the, you know, her getting the victory over the bad guys. So she gets 
it kind of ends. And so she's on this horse and she runs into this field and there's a battle going on. And you're like, what? Well, most people are like, what? And I'm like, she's at a Civil War reenactment. This is a Civil War reenactment. She ran onto a Civil War reenactment. Because my only thought is the only way this could exist if you're close is if you're close to a Civil War reenactment location. Which, please, Lord, don't let this actually exist. Oh, please, My Jesus. gosh. No, thank you. Oh, that would be terrible. But because if anybody got out, they'd be like, oh, they're just from the Civil War reenactment. They're acting and they're... So, I mean, that would be questionable with the slaves and stuff, but the soldiers and stuff could walk around probably pretty freely because they were at the antebellum Civil War reenactment. So she's like riding her horse majestically through this field of fake cannons going off. She's got a axe in her hand she's covered in blood and it's just very beautiful like the shot is incredible and so she finally escapes and the last shot is of a bulldozer bulldozing the sign down of the antebellum reenactment center because we don't no thank you we're good we don't need to relive the civil war let's try not to do that again this year 2020 but honestly this movie like i just explained it to you in what, 10 minutes? That's all it is. And it just, just drug out so long. Like this would have been a great short film. Like it would have been really cool with the big switch because the fact that it wasn't the past and it's now and she was abducted, like that payoff isn't worth 45 minutes of watching like the plantation scene. Like you're like, why did I just watch that? And then you're like, oh my gosh, it's now. And that's where she is. And it just, I felt like, it felt like a big music video. There's not a lot of dialogue, honestly. And if there was dialogue, it was written very unnaturally. Like, like it wasn't written for the person who was saying it. It didn't feel like super thought out, unfortunately. And we were tricked by the producers because they were like, oh, this is from the producers of Get Out. Like, oh, you should go see this. We were duped. We were duped. And... I just feel like be oh, be wary when you hear that. Actually go to IMDb and check out who really directed, wrote all of these things because Get Out is a movie that was very thought-provoking and interesting and kind of set a standard for these type of movies because honestly, there's not a lot of African-American like horror films. Like it's not a genre that is very integrated, honestly. And so to get these films, we're very excited and I want to be happy for this. But also the only way to get better is to actually talk about if the movies are worth watching. So I, I feel like they missed the mark of the scary movie. There were, I don't even think there was one jump scare in the whole movie, which you don't have to have a jump scare to be a scary movie. But like some of the traditional things of a scary movie or a thriller like was lost on this film. Like they had this creepy little girl who we've never seen before, but then she just is appears in an elevator with Janelle Monet, and she's just kind of like creepy, and she's like, "You can't speak," because she's from like I guess the what they want us to think is the plantation world, but we don't know it's real, so maybe we think she's a ghost from the plantation. But that girl, she had some under eye bags that they were not. They were not designer bags and she was real creepy. And then we had the creepy redheaded lady that everything she said was kind of like 
almost like Skeleton Key. I'm not sure if you've seen that movie, but everybody, she talked like the people from Skeleton Key, which Skeleton Key is pretty good, but it just, it was a letdown, unfortunately. It was kind of like the purge in a way of there's a secret society of people that are doing bad things, but the purge has a lot more action than this movie. Did we watch Pride and Prejudice Zombies? We did not. Well, uh, from the producers of Us and Get Out and Antebellum is also Pride and Prejudice Zombie. So, like, you can get duped so easy. Wolf. Wolf. Like, name a a really good Warner Brothers movie. I don't know production companies. But I would say A24 is a good example. Because they can produce really incredible independent films, but then they also produced Uncut Gems, which is the worst. How about Space Jam? So, Space Jam, really good movie right so from the producers of space jam comes benjamin button you know what i mean like it's so misleading it's misleading it's 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 just a a way they get people that maybe wouldn't watch the movie it's very good advertising oh it's very it's probably the number one trick in the book you know what good on you you got us you tricked us good on you You got 20 dollars from us Side note, if you if you're just if you have that that ink that itching to spend twenty dollars on a movie, feel free to reach out. Uh, there's a movie called Skullcracker that uh, <laughs> we will be glad to send you for twenty dollars. You can give us twenty dollars, and even though it is free on YouTube, we'll show it to you because as a horror aficionado, I really enjoy horror movies. Uh, this is not a horror movie, unfortunately, and it's not like historical. I don't know what. I didn't. I don't get what the point is of this movie. Yeah, if, if, I feel like they could have really chopped down the first plantation scene or gone back and forth. Like they could have revealed that sooner, and you still would have got the reveal of it being like, "Oh, that is happening now. This is terrible," and actually gave some sort of character development to any of the people that were there because we had characters that had tragic ends, but we didn't know why we needed to care about them. And they they didn't take advantage of of. Because like right now there's a lot of social injustice and, and a lot of stuff is being brought to light. And so like while she's in current times or before she gets abducted and she's in the hotel and at the restaurant and stuff, like that stuff happens, but they didn't they didn't accurately or effectively communicate that like these are issues. It, they made it so over the top that mm-hmm. it was just this group of people. It seemed like it not. was just at her. And and we know the issue is way bigger than that. And so I just feel like they could have done a lot more with the film. Also, this movie was for sure filmed and shot before everything that has gone down this year. It just seems like so much worse things have happened, which is hard. It's now affecting our whole history and outlook on life that we're like, well, that's not that bad. Everything else is so much worse this year. But I think it's good to support movies like financially that you know so that we get more movies hopefully with more interesting stories because I love the concept of this movie and a lot of horror movies struggle with this of such a fantastic setup but without the payoff like without the resolve to what it is and at least we got to see her you know avenge all of the other people that were on the plantation and save them like I love that we got a heroic ending I would have hated if they were like oh she died like that was at least a bit rewarding because I was like, yeah, cool fight scenes, cool, like ending. I loved that. But like we, there was so much more that could have been done in the middle of the movie to actually give meaning to it because there was a lot of meaning and a lot of imagery that they tried to create to have meaning. But 
I was like, what is the meaning? Like, what's the butterfly? They just didn't connect anything. They didn't say anything. No. And I was like, maybe, you know, like the butterfly probably represents freedom of some sort. And, you know, we saw the antebellum homes everywhere, which, you know, is a part of the history. I don't know. I just feel, I just feel, I feel like they could have done a little bit better job. Like we could have wrote a few more lines, make the characters a little bit more interesting. But since this movie is so like advertised like it is not what you think it is and not in a good way unfortunately and now let's get to my final thoughts it's my final thoughts now this movie is a short film that got dragged out for 106 minutes. I remember that because that's what the time was of the movie. <laughs> but it, it just, it's not it, sis. And do not spend $20 on this unless you got $20 to just burn in a hole in your pocket and you love Janelle Monet. And I get it. I love Janelle Monet as a performer, as a singer, actress, hidden figures. Yes, queen. I love her. If you're desperate for a movie like we are, I mean, yeah, go ahead and watch it. But you're not going to walk away being like, oh, that was great. Yeah, it's it's pretty slow throughout the whole thing. And I just, a lot of people were like, oh, I want to I wanna watch it. And I definitely want to support the movie industry. And, but like, do not set your expectations high because it is not a get out. It is not an us. It is not that movie. It is kind of like The Purge, but plus The Civil War. The Civil War Purge. I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah, I would say it's a Civil War Purge get out. But I wouldn't say it's get out. I would because you're, I mean. Just because of the out. race thing? Well, no, and you're trapped in this yeah. situation trying to get out. But Purge, you're trapped. No, you're not. The people are trapped inside and the people are on the outside. Uh, that's by choice, though. Like, they're barricading themselves because the Purge is all about, like, you can go commit any crime you want. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get Purge vibes from this. I don't, I don't know what, how, where you get that from. I just get it because it's like another society that is using its power above others. It's and another one of those quote unquote horror movies that don't really. It definitely is not. kind of a letdown. It's not a scary horror movie. I, it maybe is a little bit, little, th- little thriller. Now with this movie, I will defend. It is horrific. Horrific. It's horrific. So, so maybe it, that's why it's classified as a horror movie, but. Um, yeah. But it's not going to haunt your dreams. No. It says it's listed as a drama, horror, mystery, thriller. It is, uh, it's got like 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's pretty low. But they should have classified it as as thrill-ish. Because there are some thrilling parts, but it's not a thrill. It's a thrill-ish. It's a great concept for a movie. Very interesting concept. Love the concept. Love the payoff at the end. It's just what we had to go through, what little we had to go through to get there is lacking and... It's, there's more to be desired. And I think we should just do a little bit more because I think these characters are really interesting and deserve a little bit more. And so those are my thoughts. And I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope you make good choices and pick good movies to watch. If you'd like, you can rate, comment, review, like, subscribe, do all the things. And we would appreciate it very much. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Bye.